The title of the show is called Demonic Whispers, Recognizing and Defeating Fear. Fear is everywhere. It's rampant. So many people are just they're scared of everything. Christians are scared of everything. We get scared sometimes. That's right. But there are biblical techniques, biblical principles to defeat fear. It's important. Sit up straight and listen up. Linda, what do you got? Well, first, what is fear? The Webster's Dictionary defines fear as an unpleasant emotion caused by a belief that someone or something is dangerous and likely to cause pain or a threat. Now, we know that there are three kinds of fear. There's godly fear, there's natural fear, and there's ungodly or demonic fear. And for the purpose of this show, we're going to talk about the ungodly demonic fear. Okay. How does fear affect us? Through our mind. Proverbs 23.7 says, As a man thinks, so is he. And I have an example Um, When I was a young girl, around 10 years old, my family and I had just moved to another city. And so I started a whole new school. I didn't know the teachers. I didn't know, I didn't have any friends. And sometime, I remember it was at my house, in my home, a thought entered my mind. This thought told me that I sounded like a Martian or an alien and said if I were to speak and my teacher and my classmates heard me, that they would make fun of me. And for some reason, I believed that lie, and I decided not to talk in class or in this school. So I didn't say anything to my teacher. I didn't say anything to my classmates. In fact, um, when my teacher would call on me, I would either answer with a nod, yes, or no. But when she asked me a question that required me to speak, I would shrug my shoulders like I didn't know the answer to the question because I didn't want to say something. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember being irritated by that because a lot of times I would know what the answer was, but because of my fear, I wouldn't say anything. So about five months into the school year, it was Valentine's, and I had bought my teacher um, a gift. And so I waited till the end of the school day to give it to her, and I remember um, all the kids left, you know, and um, and I came to her and I presented her this gift. And she unwrapped it and when she looked at it, she goes, oh, Linda, thank you so much. And because I was so happy that she was happy with the gift, I just blurted out, you're welcome. <laughs> and I remember her face, her, the expression on her face was of wonderment, shock. Her mouth would just flew open. I mean, it was like unbelief. And she just said, Linda, you speak. And I remember thinking, well, of course I speak. Why wouldn't I speak? I had no idea that my behavior in class would make her think that, which is odd in itself. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking that, and I just looked at her like, mm, yeah, I talk. Why wouldn't I talk? She goes, oh, Linda, all this time I thought you were mute. And time after that, that's all I remember. I don't remember anything after that. I don't remember if... At that moment, I started talking in class or I started talking with her. I don't remember the rest of the school year. It's a total, I don't have a memory of it. Wow. Which is very interesting 
to my, um, you know, to me that I wouldn't remember. I remember uh, the next school year I spoke, but anything after that moment, I don't, I don't have a memory of it. That's something. Mm-hmm. That's something. And you notice that the spirit of lies, the lie that I spoke like a Martian and that, you know, I'd be ridiculed for that, blah, blah, blah. That spirit of, that lying spirit, when I believed it and I received it, then the spirit of fear was able to come in. And I noticed in my in my spiritual walk that these spirits don't ever um, work by themselves. They always have, there's always one that opens the door and he kind of like ushers the other ones in. Yeah. You know, they all work together in a group. Now, um, I know you have a story that just happened to you recently regarding the spirit of fear, spirit of uh, rejection, the spirit of criticism. Yeah. Why don't you share that with us? Yeah, you know, I mean, you you told a story. I know you got a lot of them, but, you know, you picked something mm-hmm. when you were a little kid. Yeah. And uh, I have a lot of those, too. But I'm, I'm going to pick this story because it's uh, it happened when not only as I'm an adult, but as I'm a you know on fire, faith believing, you know God loving, <laughs> Christ serving Christian. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing how how this thought happened, mm-hmm. and it uh, it even blows my mind to talk about it, how this these things pop in. But uh, this was not too long ago. It was this year, and I was playing drums with um, a worship band at mm-hmm. church. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, everything's fine, just playing drums. And, and to give you a background, I've been playing drums since I was 15 years old in Christian bands and churches and things like that, even mm-hmm. though for a long period I didn't. But when I grew up playing drums in the 70s and 80s, drummers were um, <laughs> put in a parking lot, you know, and always put behind cages. We still put behind cages, you know, but, uh, you know, churches didn't like the loud drums, you know, hmm. the devil drums. So, you know, I grew up with that environment type of thing. And uh, I was always a, a heavy hitter, kind of a loud loud player. And um, so, you know, coming, coming to this particular worship team, and, you know, we were rocking, you know, pretty loud. You know, mm-hmm. there's no big deal, no problems. And I had problems before at other churches, you know, with, with sound issues and, you know, you know, working to try to control the sound of, of a loud instrument. Right. So it was no big deal. And it was after church, it was after the worship service, after church, everything was fine. I mean, you know, no big deal. Praise the Lord. And we had a good worship service, a good church service and everything. And uh, I'm all packed up and, uh, and I'm hauling my equipment out. And the, uh, the worship leader that I was working with was sitting down with the pastor mm-hmm. and, uh, and a few other guys uh, after church just sitting in the front row, yik-yakking, just mm-hmm. talking. And he had just, the pastor had just come back from um, uh, um, the Sunday before he wasn't there. He, he visited, he did something, something mm-hmm. else, but he wasn't there the Sunday before. I don't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I, I never did. I don't know. So as I'm walking out, these guys are in the front row and they're just talking Mm -hmm. and I'm hauling my equipment out and I'm walking past them Mm -hmm. and I, and I hear the pastor say something, uh, Oh, that, that drummer Mm. like that, you know, like, you know, when guys are just talking around, they're going, Oh yeah, look at that drummer. Mm -hmm. You know, there's that drummer. I love that drummer. Mm -hmm. That's, that's all I heard was like those two words, that drummer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
<laughs> as I walked out, I, you know, I just I just looked at the guys like, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm busy. I'm, I'm hauling stuff out. As I walk out, I go outside, and this thought just came to me. Dude, it was crazy. This thought came to me, and it said, and it had a whole backstory to it. This mm-hmm. is what's amazing. It, it came with a whole movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the thought said, the pastor just got back visiting another church where he liked the worship team. And he liked the way this drummer played more softly. Hmm. <laughs> you know, he he liked the uh, this other drummer his ability to play, um, you know, softly. And, and mm-hmm. the, yeah, this this. And so wow. when I walked by, the thought was that when I walked by, that the pastor and the worship leader. And I can't remember the other guys that were sitting around. The thought was that they were talking about the pastor's experience at this other church mm-hmm. and how much he enjoyed this other worship team and how much, you know, how great this other drummer was because he could play softly and, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And as I walked by, that's what they were talking about. And I just happened to overhear that drummer because he was talking about that other drummer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that something? Two doubts. It's it's insane. Mm-hmm. And that thought hit me, and I started to get bothered by it. And as as much as I tried to rationalize, rationalize it away, like, come on, yeah. Paul, what mm-hmm. are you, what? what? Mm-hmm. And here's the other background. This particular pastor is a rock, he's an ex-rock and roller. He loves it loud. Yeah, Dude, he's always encouraging. He's, he, yeah, he's this is like one of the few places mm-hmm. I ever played where you can just roll, man. I mean, it's like good music. Mm-hmm. It's just totally incongruent. The thought is totally whack, mm-hmm. but it was there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it bothers me. It bothers me. Hangs on, hangs on. And I go, I, I got to talk to somebody. I got to find out if this is true. Right. Okay, so praise the Lord that I had enough Christian maturity Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I'm going to take that thought. Okay. I want to take it captive before Christ, but I can't just totally take it and throw it at the foot of Christ because I don't know if it's true or not. So I have to test it. Mm -hmm. I got to find some truth. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, after I get done loading my stuff, I go back in and the worship guy is now taking down his equipment. And so I ask him, I go, hey, is uh, everything cool with uh, the pastor? Mm-hmm. He goes, yeah. I go, did he just come back from some, uh, like, worship conference or something or another church where he was talking, you know, that mm-hmm. he liked their worship team? And he goes, no. Mm-hmm. I go, so he didn't say anything about uh, another. His, and he's looking at me like, no. Mm-hmm. What, what, what do you, what? You know, it was totally fabricated. Mm-hmm. All in my head. And here's what's amazing. Within a split second, a whole backstory was built for me. So once I talked to the worship pastor and I said, okay, I go, this, it's a, you know, it's a lie from Satan, Mm -hmm. but it played on my fear. And what was my fear? It was my insecurity that I'm doing something displeasing Mm -hmm. for the leader of this church or for Mm -hmm. the pastor, or I'm playing too loud and typical Paul, you talk too loud, you Mm -hmm. play too loud. And you know, yeah, because you've been, um, you know, that's happened to you before. I've been beat up. Mm-hmm. Quite a bit. So then, you know, so it played on my fear and my sensitivity to that. Mm-hmm. Wow. It was incredible. Yeah. But once I found out the truth, 
it went away. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that is a demonic lie. I never had a talk to the pastor about it because it was just, it didn't happen. It was right. totally true. And then after I cleared it up and I, and I begin to replay what happened, I could see clearly that these guys were talking and yik yakking and they were joking with it. Like as I walked by, he's like, Oh yeah, there's that drummer. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. yeah, but that little, just real quick. And what scares me is that, just think how many times you might say something or do something to another brother, sister, mm-hmm. or Christ. look some, that may look a certain way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and those demons tell them something about you, thinking mm-hmm. or saying something about them, and you didn't. Yeah. But yet, maybe they don't have the maturity or the process to go dig the truth out, mm-hmm. and then they just massage it. Mm-hmm. That's frightening. Yeah. Especially because the enemy does look for opportunities. He's an opportunist. He's a, a a lion roaring around thinking looking for someone to devour. Yeah. You know, that's why we always have to check our mind. Oh, it, it is is amazing how mm-hmm. these demons work. What else you got going? So what does the uh, word of God say about recognizing and defeating the spirit of fear or any other demonic spirit? I have the 3 T rule. Mm. Three T's. Mm-hmm. The first one is to take that thought captive. Second Corinthians ten three five says, "For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but mighty through God. For we, for we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ." And then. The second one is we test the spirits. When a thought comes to us, we need to test the spirits. First mm-hmm. John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. And a thought can come to us from several sources. It can come from our inner man. Mm-hmm. It can come from God through scripture, through music, through books, through our experiences, through people, etc., any source that can produce an image in our mind is a thought. Mm-hmm. And then um, number f- uh, three is transform our thoughts. We renew our thoughts with the Word of God according to Romans 12:2. So those three um, key rules is you take our thoughts captive, you test the spirits, and then you transform your thoughts. That's good. Now remember also that Satan is a liar and the father of lies, Roman, I mean John 8:44, and he is a thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy, John 10:10. 10, 10. So we have a choice whether to um respond to God or to react with our fear. And I think you have a clip, a clip that shows us or that tells us um what happens when we don't listen to God, but listen to the enemy. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a clip that I found on the internet, and uh, it, he's a. I'm going to butcher his name because I'm not going to be able to pronounce this. He's um, he's an enlightened master. Uh, forgive me, but it's uh, Paramhamsa Nithi. Yanada. Well. Yeah, so there's the first problem right there. He's an enlightened master and you can't pronounce his name. <laughs> I prefer Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, or Yeshua. <laughs> but anyway, he's an enlightened master, uh, Hindu guy, apparently. And it, what was interesting is he was talking to a group of people about fear mm-hmm. and how to overcome fear. And these people are just eating up everything he's saying. I mean, they're laughing and everything. But I'll play the clip. He, uh, I apologize in advance. He's really hard to understand. Mm-hmm. He has a very heavy, heavy uh, Indian accent. And uh, he's hard to understand. I tried to clean it up as much as I can. But once we play it, listen carefully. Once we play it, then we'll go back and analyze what he said. So as you listen, just keep in mind, this is, this is the philosophy of the world on mm-hmm. how you handle fear. Okay. We just gave you the 3T test on mm-hmm. how to handle fear and demonic whispers in your head. So he's going to give you the, the world's um, remedy to this. Okay. All right. If you make clear, you can have only one thought at a time, and each thought replaces the thought which proceeds. Each thought coming up is replacing the thought which is proceeding. I can just have a cup of water. Just have a glass of water. Cup of tea. You tell me what is this? How can a cup of tea? Help me to get out of the chair. How can you come out of my desk here having a glass of water? I tell them, the moment you decide to have a cup of tea, the thought about your desk here has been placed. It disappears. A simple logic. The moment you decide to stand up, you renounce the thought of sitting. The moment you decided to walk out, you renounce the thought of listening. The moment you decided to come in, you renounce the thought of standing outside. So every thought is replacing the earlier thought. Every moment you are renouncing your thought. Understand? Every moment you are renouncing your thoughts by your very nature. So, the moment you decide to have a glass of water, already you announce the death of death fear. Already the death fear is replaced by the thought of having a glass of water. Now, I hope you can understand what he said. Basically, he's talking about fear, and he says, that a person can only have one thought in their head at one time, not two. So if they have a thought of fear, mm-hmm. you replace it with another thought, and now you don't have the fear anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's saying if you're afraid, re- just think about having a glass of water. <laughs> have a glass of water, mm-hmm. and then your fear goes away. And then he uses other examples of when, you, when you're thinking about sitting down, as soon as you get up, you're not thinking about sitting down anymore. If you're thinking about going outside, as soon as you come inside, you're not thinking about going outside. Mm -hmm. See, because you're replacing your fearful thoughts with another thought. Mm. So everybody's listening to him going, yeah, that makes sense. I'll just take my fear. Well, we're not talking about that. No, we're not. That's a very simplistic approach. I can't believe this guy. And this guy's an enlightened master. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm just some dude sitting here in Hemet, but I'm telling you, that ain't going to work because... Mm -hmm. If a rattlesnake, and that has happened to me before, is mm-hmm. three feet from me hissing, mm-hmm. 
I'm not going to go get a glass of wort. <laughs> 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 no, no, uh, no. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I'm not. I don't want to downplay this guy because I know he's trying to use an analogy of replacing mm-hmm. thoughts. But when we talk about transforming your mind, we're not talking about replacing a thought with another thought. No, we're talking about taking a thought that comes into your head, and I'll use my example of the uh, the drum mm-hmm. deal where I thought somebody was talking smack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you didn't, first the thing you gotta do is take that thought captive and go, what is this? And you grab that thought, but you don't let it run wild in your head, creating all kinds of other imaginations and speculation. Right. So first you take it and then you go, Jesus, what is this Lord? Mm-hmm. Where did it come from? Right. Mm-hmm. Did it come from God? Is it God talk mm-hmm. or is it devil talk? Mm-hmm. Really, there's not you know gray area. Is it God talk or devil talk? So, well, right. yeah, I don't think this is from the Lord. Where did this come from? Mm-hmm. That's taking it captive, right? And mm-hmm. then you test it. You test the spirits. Mm-hmm. How do you test it? Is it biblical? Mm-hmm. Right? Can you find this in in the Word? Right. You know, is it scriptural? Mm-hmm. Is it God language or devil language? Mm-hmm. You know, that's you're testing that spirit. Is that the spirit of Christ or is that a spirit of Division. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Is that a spirit of fear? Did it create fear? Or confusion. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does those things come from God? No. Who do they come from? The enemy. The enemy. Mm-hmm. So you test that spirit. How does this make me feel? How does this thought make me feel? Mm-hmm. It makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel unwanted, rejected, fearful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not of God. No. Bing. It's tearing you down, not yes. building you up. It's not of God. Mm-hmm. So then the final thing you do is then you replace it with truth. In my instance, I didn't go through Scripture and go, oh, it's true that I don't play loud. <laughs> I went and actually talked to somebody and got truth. Right. Which is still scriptural. Yes. I went and I went right to uh, the brother, to the worship mm-hmm. pastor, and said, hey, is there a problem? Blah, blah. What are you talking about, dude? You know, mm-hmm. get your drums out of my way. Right. You know, uh, So you find truth. Mm-hmm. So the enlightened master is talking about replacing fear with just another thought with a glass of water. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we're talking about the three T's. Mm-hmm. Take the thought captive, test the spirits, and transform your mind right. with the truth. You know, Linda... I know you have a beautiful testimony that coincides perfectly with this lesson. Yes. Mm -hmm. In fact, it's my testimony. Um, In uh, 79, uh, before I was saved, I was into uh, numerology Mm. because my family um, was... um, they're Dutch Indonesian, so they're very super uh, superstitious people, um, and they're very in tune to this uh, supernatural, the spiritual. Um, I, my grandmother on my mother's side, um, she did tarot card reading, and on my grandmother on my daddy's side, uh, she was into white magic. Mm-hmm. So it was very natural. The supernatural was very natural. So um, as I was growing up, I was very interested in the occult, the uh, numerology specifically. And something had happened to me, and I opened myself up to demons that attached themselves to me, and I became 
um, very aware of these voices in my head. And they would whisper, and they were very uh, condescending. They were very hateful. And I couldn't stop thinking. I couldn't shut them off. They just kept whispering. I mean, there were a lot of voices. And they'd whisper, and they would say evil things. They would say hateful things. They would uh, tell me that I need to kill myself, that I wasn't worth living. Nobody loved me. Um, just stuff like that. And sometimes when my mind was clear, they would come. They would come whenever they wanted. They would come in my sleep. Sometimes they would yell. Sometimes they they would just like whispers, like you know, like in the movies. Mm. And I couldn't shut them off. I I would put my hands to my ears, but I, they were inside my head. And I remember praying because I was uh, raised a Catholic. Yeah. And I even went to a, a priest, and he couldn't help me. He did. He just thought I was nuts. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so I prayed, and God had led me to a Pentecostal church. And um, when I went there, I, I gave my heart to the Lord, and uh, he saved me. He filled me with his Holy Spirit. Mm. And then the Lord led me to fast for three days. And so I fasted, and on a Sunday evening, there was worship. And I remember raising my hands, and the, wor- the, the letters formed in my mind that said, You are healed. And I remember thinking, Oh, this is wonderful. Wow. But I kept hearing voices in my head. So it confused me. And I remember going to um, a, a friend of mine who was spirit-filled, and I told her what was going on. And she was the one that gave me Second Corinthians 10.5, where it says, You take those imaginations, those thoughts captive. And I remember when I prayed about it, the Lord said, who are you going to believe? Are you going to believe me that I healed you? Or are you going to believe the thoughts in your head? Mm-mm. Wow. And I remember thinking, I'm going to believe you, Lord. I'm going to believe you. So whenever I would hear those voices, I said, no, I am going to take those thoughts captive and give them to Jesus. And I'm going to believe that by his stripes I am healed. And I just stood on that. And I knew that God was teaching me about faith, that we can't rely on our senses, but on the word of God. The word of God is our light. The word of God is our reality, not what we see, what we feel, what we hear, what we think. But it's what God says. That's our reality. And I remember it took several months, but one day I was listening and I didn't hear those voices anymore. Those whispers were not there. Wow. And I thought, Lord, you did heal me. It wasn't spontaneous. Yeah. It wasn't, well, the results. Yes. The healing was spontaneous, but yes. the results took time. And all of a sudden I was free. And, I, mm. and that was in 1979. And till this day, I am voice free. I mean, I don't hear those those whispers anymore. And I just praise, 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 praise God for that. But I know that his power, I know his word, I know that his Holy Spirit healed me. Yeah. And that is the basically the 3T test as well. It is. And what's amazing about that is you just came to the Lord. You mm-hmm. know, I, I know you were raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. And but you always had a relationship with with God. Yes, I do. Even even if you didn't understand the fullness of of God made flesh and things like that, you no. you, you always had that relationship. And God was always 
always around you, even as a, as a child protecting you. Because mm-hmm. we still can't figure out exactly what happened to you as a kid. But, mm-hmm. you know, someone someone had put a curse on you or mm-hmm. did something when you were mm-hmm. very little. Because, uh, you know, as you know, later on, you know, we, we dealt with a lot of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but what's amazing is you, you go to this this church and then you give your heart to the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, you get filled with the spirit mm-hmm. and like immediately God is testing your faith. God yeah. is, is, well, he's not, I shouldn't say testing your faith. He's building faith. Yes, in you. he's building it. He's building it. He goes, you are healed. Mm-hmm. Well, I am. I still hear these whispers, these demonic whispers, mm-hmm. but you are healed. Well, who are you going to believe? The lying whispers or me? And you're like, wow, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll believe you. And before you know it, you're healed. Mm-hmm. It's like he was already building faith in you in day one. Yes. Like, the like, evidence of his healing. Yeah. When I didn't hear those voices anymore. Yeah. And it was it was a, a slower process over a period of months mm-hmm. where he's like, they're gone. Mm-hmm. They're gone. So I just want to encourage the, the listeners that when God says something, God doesn't lie. There is no darkness in, in God at all. And when he tells you something, believe it. Cling to it. Don't worry about what the results are, what the world tells you, or what you see, or what you 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 think is happening. Don't rely on that. Rely on what the Word of God says, because that is what's um, the reality. That is your reality. And if you believe that and you stand on that, it will come to pass. That's true. That is absolutely true. You know, I'm going to tell... One more story. Okay. <laughs> because, and this is fresh. Mm. You're even looking at me like, what are you going to say? Because we didn't plan this. This is yesterday. Oh, that is fresh. Yes, that is fresh. Now. Fresh baked bread. <laughs> exactly. Bread of the word. Mm. Now, um, it, it's, uh, I know you're going to find this hard to believe, but I was a little, I was a little uh, discouraged mm. yesterday. Uh, it's hard to believe because I'm such an up-tempo guy, but I was a little discouraged for various reasons. I, um, I just was, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I, I had these, these thoughts, these, these failure thoughts and these, you know, weird demonic thoughts. And, you know, I, I knew that it wasn't of God, you know, and, um, and I, and I was trying to take them captive and things, but the reality that I was seeing was, um, opposite of, what what my faith should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was kind of in a funk. Mm-hmm. And uh, you came you know, up to me and you gave me a word, you know. Mm-hmm. And folks, let me just go on a rabbit trail here very, very lightly. Folks, you, you got to, if, you, if your spouse isn't like squared away, pray, 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 pray that they get squared away. Because mm-hmm. it's like a really blessing when both of you are on the same page. Yeah. Because... Mm-hmm. Your spouse is your first line of defense, man. Right. Not mm-hmm. your pastor, not these people in church, not Kapow Radio. Your spouse is, um, you really, you really pray, pray, pray at your spouse. You guys have got to be on board. And if you're the one that's not quite like squared away, you got to get squared away, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, my spouse comes up to me. She says, I got a word, you know, for you, you know, in your funkiness. Mm-hmm. And she says, Paul is just, I, you know, the Lord's telling me that your negative speech mm-hmm. You know, the way you're speaking, because I was speaking very negatively, you know, you know, uh, your negative speech is what's what's causing you your, you know, your, 
your funk, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff your like discouragement. that. Discouragement. Your discouragement, things like that. So, I, you know, being the uh, the, the extreme man of God that I am, uh, I then argued with. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't argue. I just said, well, you know, that's fine, but. I can't help thinking these thoughts because my reality is telling me this, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I, I live on this demon infested rock and, um, and it's, and it's <laughs> telling me this, right? So, um, she, she, she just, you know, my wife's cool. You know, you are so cool. Cause she just, she just, I can tell that look in her eyes like, you know what? That's not, that's not you talking, man. So that's mm-hmm. cool. So I'm just going to just keep giving up to God and walk away and you mm-hmm. know, pray for God. That's what she was doing. So she went, prayed for me. And um, then uh, a little later, I, I was I was reading this this oh, I'm not going to mention the name of the book, mm-hmm. but I'm reading this book uh, by this uh, this guy, and he's totally denying the power of of Christ, and he's and, he, and it's a, it's a book about demons and, and and Satan and casting out demons and things mm-hmm. like that. And this guy has no power; he's, he mm-hmm. denies the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. He's a total freak man and uh, you know what those intellectual beard scratching university you know yes mm-hmm. ooh, seminary guys you just mm-hmm. and boy it was really like great on my nerve and right before i read this book i read another book by another dude who was the same way he was the editor of this book mm-hmm. and then i had watched a couple of dvds uh for research and there were christian dvds but they're they're Mm. Yeah, no. their theology was kind of whack, mm-hmm. and and you don't know, it was it was kind of like we're saying stuff, but somebody's making money. Let me put it that way. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it was fear mongering, a lot of fear mongering stuff. So I had like a couple of days of just this negative stuff, mm-hmm. and so the only the only truth I was getting is when I do my own Bible, you know, when I'm actually researching the Word. But mm-hmm. this other stuff that I'm researching was very ugh, negative. Right. So for the listener's sake. I'm, I'm reading this one thing, and so I tell Linda, I go, hey, I go, I want you to listen to this. Listen to this guy. What do you say? <laughs> so um, I uh, I have her read, you know, or uh, read the, the, the portion, what this guy was saying. It was just terrible. And and my wife, she looks at me, and she says, no wonder you're in a funk. Mm-hmm. No wonder you got these, these negative thoughts, and you're, and you're speaking negative words. Because your spirit is in conflict mm-hmm. with with this spirit, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and so I, I you know she said that and I was like, yeah, it kind of makes sense. And I'm folks, I am not kidding. It wasn't like ten minutes later, because then Linda left. She went to go somewhere and she she left the house. It wasn't ten minutes later. I was doing some work here in the studio, mm. and all of a sudden I noticed that I wasn't funky anymore. Mm-hmm. Just like that, the funkiness was gone because she spoke a word of truth. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, she didn't beat me down with scripture, and she didn't go do this. <laughs> she just spoke the truth, man. Mm-hmm. And she said, dude, your spirit's in conflict with these this, this, this demonic lies. That's right. I remember that. Yeah. So it was like, man, I was trying to take the thought captive, and I was trying to test the spirit. I knew it wasn't of God, but, man, you know, something like a toothache, you know, it's like, eh, I'm funky. And um, so you need somebody else, man, somebody to speak the word of truth sometimes in you. Mm-hmm. It's important. That's right. The word of truth in you. And it just like it lifted right away when she said that. It was like, no wonder I'm in a funk, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not so much that I'm funky. 
it's my spirits in conflict, you know. Mm-hmm. So I finished that crazy book and, you know. Yeah, you were just about done with it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my research is done. But, um, yeah, it, it made a difference. Mm-hmm. It, it really did. So, you know, take the thought captive. Right. And uh, test the spirit. Test the spirit, man. Is that of God? That funkiness. And then, you know, in my case, I had my own spouse tell me, you know, dude, you're the negative stuff coming out of your mouth is not of God. Right. And then, uh, and transform your thoughts with the word of God. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's very important. Very important. So, demonic whispers often, probably the vast majority of time, are connected with some kind of fear. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and it may disguise itself of worry, concern, call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I'm concerned. It's still fear. So, right. Um, and they normally don't work alone. No. So, And th- fear has a lot of different faces. It, you know, jealousy, yeah. covetousness, um, they all work together. Insecurities. Mm-hmm. It's just fear, it's, but it just it plays on your insecurity mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. quite a bit. So very important to maintain that spiritual warfare mindset, mm-hmm. especially when you're you're getting attacked. You're in the heat of battle. It's really tough to it's tough to fight it out, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a lot easier when you're when you're up and you're feeling good. You're not being attacked to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know, but you've got to really. Yeah, it's it's tough. Man, you just all you can do sometimes is just hang on to 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 the to the Lord and to the truth that you know that Jesus has given you. He's, it's about abiding. I believe yeah. it's in John fifteen mm-hmm. where Christ says to abide in me, because he's the true vine. And we're just the branches. And we cannot do anything without his uh power. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stay in his power is to abide in him, to obey him. Yeah. As soon as you get, uh, and I've done this in the past, I have done this in the past, not recently, folks, but I've done this in the past where I've gotten funky, mm-hmm. you know, and got a bad attitude and things, you know, I was tested, I was being tested, mm-hmm. but man, it, I didn't like it. It was really like pounded me where, <laughs> true story, I grabbed all my biblical study materials, man, everything. And I put them in a big stack, right? All my notes and everything. <laughs> Walk in the office and put them on there like, I ain't reading this no more. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, I'll show you. It, here's a deal. I mean, you know, as soon as, you know, and then eventually, you know, it creeps back. I, you know, I creep in the office and turn a page. When was you first? You know, mm-hmm. but here's the deal. That's what Satan wants you to do. He wants you, he wants to separate you from the word of God. See, mm-hmm. So then if you just enjoy your funk, in your funky mood, mm-hmm. and you're all, you know, it's whatever. It's a dangerous place to be. It in. is. And then you're not reading the word, it messes you up. Here's the deal. The the story I told about, you know, just yesterday, I was in a, mm-hmm. in a funk, you know, funky mood. You know, if you notice, I said the only truth I was getting was from the word. I never quit reading the word. Mm-hmm. See, I was still getting the truth there. That's the thing that was feeding me. But this right. other junk was poison. Mm-hmm. So my spiritual man was like, Ugh, that's poison, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I have to read some of these things to uh, to do research. And, right. and uh, you know, that's that's where the whole picking up serpents and drinking poison don't harm you type of thing right. comes in. But I think it's made you a little wiser. Yeah, if I can only remember. You will. Okay. You'll remind me, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, The Lord we? will remind you as well. <laughs> he will. He really he always does. He always does. 
Um, so remember, demonic whispers leading to fear, you need to recognize recognize those whispers and where they come from, the origin, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then defeat that fear. Folks, we're not sitting here and telling you it's, it's very you know easy to do or whatever, but you need to work through it, you know, work out your salvation through fear and trembling. I think the the big thing is just not to give into it. Mm-hmm. 